Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. Hey, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. Dan here alongside Nick. This is just a fun speculation-based episode about who Chelsea will maybe bring in as left-back players like Ben Chilwell, Nicholas Tagofico, all being rumored. Again, nothing concrete at the moment, just the most tangible links that Chelsea have identified right now. But Nick, a little bit of fun ahead of hashtag Project Restart. That is correct, and and we need your help. We need a, a bit of follower growth on the following platforms, Instagram and YouTube. Instagram at London Blue Pod. We're trying to publish some really cool custom graphics there and, and working with uh, a really cool graphic designer to do that. So support us on, on that front. We're also doing a giveaway right now, so there's a little added incentive. And then go follow us on YouTube. We need to kind of bolster our YouTube audience. We've been publishing all of our most recent episodes as videos, so you can check out how we react to things. My, my many, many faces that I will go through in an episode. At London is Blue Podcast on YouTube. You can find us. All of our player interviews are there. Everything is there. So go check those out, and we'll see you there. Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another, that's right, episode of the London is Blue Podcast, your favorite, hopefully, Chelsea podcast in all of the land. We have Nick back. Brandon absent again. He deserves a little time off, right, Nick? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. He's, you know, he's... He's been slacking so much this year. It's really tough to keep up with all the missed appearances. So I think he's probably going to have a fine coming his way um, unless he shapes up. I mean, it's the kind of disciplinarian I am on this show, you know, knowing that I'm the captain 
apparently. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Brandon MIA, we are so lucky to be joined once again by Yannick, Chelsea Yannick, also a wonderful Olivier Giroux impersonator, coming <laughs> in hot on this episode. Uh, you know, Olivier, how do you feel about that new contract? Oh, I, uh, obviously, um, I am from London and I am very happy to uh, play for Chelsea. Uh, with everything that's going on with the world at the moment, uh, I did not want to go to Inter. I'm very happy to stay and uh, fight for my place in the team and win a championship. Oh, uh, really nice to get Just that. <laughs> random, random appearance from Olivier Drew on a Sunday morning when we're recording this episode. But anyway, we are going to talk about a dire position of need left back at Chelsea heading into the next season. So we know who we've got right now. We're going to make do with Alonso, Emerson, and even a very distant third backup in Ian Matson for the remainder of this upcoming Premier League campaign, Project Restart. Don't forget but, about Dave. We have Dave too. Well, yeah, you can throw Dave on the other flank as well. So, left yeah, so back we by four. committee. Yeah, I, I, it's so hard. I always think about him as the right back first, but then you forget about his amazing campaigns and left back basically just icing Felipe Luis out of a team and sending him back to Atletico Madrid. So anyway, yes, we also have to consider that as well. Fabricio Romano, who announced the, almost announced the here we go, Timo Warner, dropped a little tweet saying, Chelsea are also in talks with Leicester to sign Ben Chilwell. The left back wants to join the club. He knows Lampard wants him. Nick, uh, Nicholas Talagofico is on Chelsea's list of options if Chilwell deal collapses. So, Yan, I know yes. you're aboard the Chile B train, as I think you're calling it, for Ben Chilwell. How okay. do you feel? <laughs> All right, let's get, all right. Okay, you can ask me how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me talk. <laughs> all right, but I'm not aboard particularly the Ben Chilwell train. I'm potentially, well, I'm apparently aboard the Chili Bee nickname train, which is a very different train. They go in different directions. <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, so I guess I'll talk about Ben Chilwell. So, so, so they run uh, uh, perpendicular or they run parallel? They're, it sounds they like are, they run they perpendicular. Kinda, I mean, Chili Bee train is kind of in a tangent universe, and I don't want to like you know get into that. So um, I'll talk about the left back, Ben Chilwell, for the moment. <clears throat> uh, first and foremost, Dan, as you so eloquently started uh, the episode, yes, the ultimate problem position for Chelsea, and you list, listed off the left-backs that we've got. Interestingly, Ian Matson that you spoke about, he's obviously just penned a new long-term deal, and obviously uh, Jody Morris and Lamps know him very, very well. I believe it's, um, it might have been Liam, uh, uh, your boy, who said that he actually, him or Simon Johnston, or both, because I know they work together on the Athletic, he said, um, Matson actually is backing himself or has certainly has the ambition to grow into Chelsea's deputy left back for next season. Uh, so big. So already you've got, if we're buying a new one, you've got Alonso Emerson and Espilicueta in between from to get through to become that second left back. But regardless, in terms of the functionality and the systemic play or the desired systemic play of Frank Lampard's Chelsea football, we need a new starting left back. We need that quality to match the parallel flank of Reese James and basically offer the stuff to play how Frank Lampard wants. And sadly, neither Alonso or Emerson can deliver that. Alonso can be a goal-scoring left wing back when you need him, so maybe we keep him, we'll see. But in terms of starting... That's what we need. Now, 
if you don't mind me continuing to ramble on about Ben Chilwell, go, I will. Go, go, right. go. <laughs> okay. oh, no, please, it's our podcast, but this is yours, so go for it. <laughs> yeah. well, with Ben Chilwell, beginning of the season, last season, top three left-backs in the Premier League, starts for England. You say left-back Premier League a while ago, you go, well, Andy Robertson, because of how well he fits to Liverpool. Luca Dean often gets forgot. Absolutely amazing left-back. And Ben Chilwell, you know, very, very young, will get better, top class. But he basically, his form fell off a cliff around the turn of the year. Maybe that correlates with him being linked to other clubs. I don't know. But he performed like shit for ages. And everyone looked at that. We're looking at the alternatives, Tagliafico, Tellez, older, established left-backs that would come in and seemingly do a better job. But um, in terms of how Frank Lampard wants to play, he obviously sees something in Chilwell that he wants and he thinks can work. So it's one of those trust the gaffer situations. I think we'd all be buzzing if he did sign and then we could all jump on the Chili B train. Nick. It's, 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 it's an interesting Are you one, punching right? your ticket to the train, the Chili B train, Nick? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sounded like it there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, right? Because I, I think... It's a hard, so not only is the price going to be a thing, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it his form since the new year, whether he he uh, had the, the Chelsea cold, uh, as we referenced the, the Bayern Real Madrid cold for Havertz in the previous episode, uh, or he, you know, just went through a rough patch. I mean, I think it would be a hard sell for Chelsea fans unless he comes back you know, absolutely on fire for these final nine matches to justify spending a ton of money on him when there are far uh, more cost-effective options out there. And so, you know, I know that Ashley Cole, uh, at least it has been rumored that Ashley Cole said that he is the, the truth. And so, you know, I don't know whose opinion you trust more he, he than did, Ashley he Cole. He did say that, by the way. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, if you're looking at, you know, the source of, of kind of some of the uh, respect, I mean, like Ashley Cole is the, the best ever to do it in the league. So <clears throat> I, I am I'm willing to entertain this. I don't know. Um, I don't know how it's going to all work out with the price, though, because, I mean, Leicester don't have to sell him. So they're in a stronger position than, you know, Havertz, you know, where he's going into the last year of his deal. So I don't know, Dan, what are your thoughts? I think that's. Probably the crux of the issue for me is that Leicester look likely, you know, if we kind of just take current form and maybe assume that the table ends the way it does currently, Leicester going back into the Champions League, that means they're going to get more money. They have Chilwell on long terms, so they are in complete control. The player is not in any control really other than trying to force a move out, which is typically doesn't work the way that most players hope it does. So Chelsea are going to have to stump up. And according to Fabrizio and the report that they kind of put together in The Guardian, Leicester are going to want somewhere in the range of 65 million pounds, which is exceptionally expensive. I mean, we kind of talk about this occasionally, that there's always a tax on talented English players. So we're seeing that because Ben Chilwell is a young English player. He would be great for... That's why yeah. we're growing our own, Dan. We... we... <laughs> Exactly. Why, why go spend a bunch of money on heirloom tomatoes uh, from your neighbor when you could grow your own? Like it's it's that Ben Chilwell, the same as I an did heirloom not tomato. get that fucking reference. <laughs> what was this about what the mind? hell are you talking about? 
I don't know if you've eaten really good tomatoes, yeah, but there's a I mean, huge I've difference. A good to- I've, I've eaten a good tomato, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, Ben Chilwell is not a tomato. Ben Chilwell is a left back in English football. And so we're going to say on that topic. But so I, I think the the concern to Yan's point around the, the form dropping, the cost, maybe more like what are the things, Yan, you see Chilwell does really well? And what are yeah. the concern areas? Because if we're buying them, we should have maybe a little perspective around what does he actually do well? What are the kind of opportunity things where he's going to need to continue to grow? Cool. Uh, good question, man. Yeah, so Squawker published a really good graphic on this, actually. Um, that Well, they were comparing him to Tagliafico when the news was breaking that they're the two options for Chelsea. Well, certainly, Chilwell's the priority, Tagliafico's whatever, the potential backup. Uh, long story short, his Chilwell's offensive metrics are better uh Taglafico's defensive metrics are better but like you were saying Dan Frank Lampard he looks like he's all about attack from what we're doing um he's, he's good at take-ons he's good at crosses like he, he getting the ball in the box and carrying the ball into the box and that's what Lampard likes uh he's not really gonna get you necessarily those are goals I don't think his expected assists are massive or anything but he um he he'll basically help you progress things forward more than I think the alternative. And if, if you don't mind me just picking up quickly on a price, are we, are we uh, okay to bring it back to price for a minute? Or do you oh, of course. Talk about that? Okay, cool. So yeah, originally, like I think it was Nick was just saying, uh, or one of you, I've forgotten, excuse me, which one of you was saying that, that Leicester don't need to sell, which is true. Right. And when they don't want to sell, they, even if the player wants to leave and asks to leave, they'll still charge 85 million for Harry Maguire. So that's where Leicester are at, right? Okay, so we know that. The the fact of the matter is Chelsea apparently maintained a good relationship with Leicester uh, that they forged since the N'Golo Kante sale and indeed getting mugged for Danny Drinkwater. But apparently the uh, the relationship has been, I don't say fermented, but continued. Um, so, uh, you know, as people have spoken about it, man, He's going to cost more because he's English, but also, more importantly, unlike the alternatives, he is younger, which is massive, and he has done it in the Premier League. He's been Mm. excellent in the Premier League. He hasn't been good for a little while, but he's been an excellent left-back in the Premier League. He's shown he can do it in this climate. You don't know what Tellez is going to do, what Alexandro is going to do, what Tagliafico is going to do when they have to move house, learn the squad, you know, learn the language, learn the, the speed and the physicality of the league. There's so many variables that come with risk that people and fans don't think about when this foreign player comes in. Ben Chilwell will bowl up at Chelsea and be like, oh, that's, you know, like knows most of them, you know, and there's so much to be said for that, you know, immediately forge chemistry and relationships and be like, yes, we're playing. Oh, who are we playing? Uh, I don't know Southampton. Yeah, I know he plays like this. I'm gonna go like that. We'll get round the left. We'll get round the right back like that. Okay, let's do it. Do you know what I mean? All these little things. You can't put a price on it for some Alexandro or someone just bombing. You know, dropping into London and being like, "Oh, uh, I'm trying to sort out my electricity bill and I don't understand because I had an argument with the guy who's fixed my sink and now I'm sad." And, you know, it's just random shit. I know I'm going <laughs> off on a rant here, but there's like, there's like so much shit. Ben Chilwell would just be no problem, no changes. And that's all where a lot of the money is worth. Alexander wouldn't even know where to get his tomatoes. So, I mean, we have to think about that too. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to pay for that one for a long time. Um, I I think one of the, one one of the hard things that you have for your Chelsea though, right. Is especially supposing that you've already done business in the, in the window. 
it, I find I, I think I would find it hard if let's say sixty five million pounds is the is the price just for shits and giggles. I, I think it would be really really hard to justify Ben Chilwell coming in when Werner costs fifteen to seventeen million pounds less and is like a potential world class style of player. Now, even if coming from a different league, Kai Havertz would be the same. You know, a bunch of these rumored targets would be the same. Is Ben Showell world-class? Yeah, but that's an unfair comparison because in all German reporters, like Honigstein said, Werner should be over 100 million. It's a buyout clause that Werner yeah. made sure was in his yeah, contract to ensure... we did good business. I'm, I'm just asking, like, you know, price aside, is Ben, is ben Showell world-class? No. <laughs> so Not today. Chili B is, though, mate, and he's coming. <laughs> yes, the alter ego. Um... <laughs> I, so I, that would be my that would be my thing because every Chelsea fan is going to look, well, actually all world football fans are going to look at the price tags of these players right now, right? Especially in a heightened, sensitive economic climate, and they're going to go, you know, for for Timo Werner, where it feels like you've done good business. Same with Ziyech, and and you know, probably looking back at Pulisic too. I mean, prior to the transfer window, that was that was some good business that you got a signing to come in. Kovacic would be the same, like. If if it feels like a deal, you can you can persuade fans that you know, hey, we we've actually done a really good thing here, and we capitalized on an opportunity. It or does not fifteen million. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it, it it does not feel that way. At least right now, if sixty five million is the price for Chilwell, it doesn't feel that same thing to me. Um, which I I think is totally unfair to him. <laughs> By the way, like I'm I'm just throwing out a scenario where I'm looking at you know, potential fan reaction, which isn't the the end all be all, but that one feels like we were maybe getting the wrong end of that deal again. Um, and so, we've already, we've already so, given them Danny Drinkwater. We don't need to do that again. So thinking about that, so there are other options out there. This other names has been rumored. I think, yeah, and the other popular name is Nicolas Taglifico. We've all had a chance to see him play against Chelsea in the Champions League. So I think there's Unlike other players, we've seen had some limited exposure to him and understanding what he may or may not bring. I think opposite, and you talk about that Squawker graphic, Tagliafico ends up becoming the more defensive-minded option. And if you think about that, might not be moving us forward as regularly, might not kind of provide the same attacking threat. But on the flip side, might actually end up locking up our defense a little bit from where it has been this season. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and... I my most sort of painful moments, I think, watching Chelsea. And this isn't okay. So this is I'm not going to just this isn't me slagging off Alonso. Right? I know what Alonso is. Okay, um, he's got the turning circle of like a truck, and he's slow. Right, he can't help that. He scores goals. He does what he's good at. Whatever. So this is not me having a go at him. But there's just times where you need some recovery pace on. And Azpilicueta hasn't. I mean, he runs. He busts the gut. He hasn't really got this like recovery pace, and he is good on one one on one defending, whichever flank. But when you see someone like Emerson just fell off a cliff and suddenly forgot what being a footballer was, and someone runs past him, it's not that like he can't catch him; he just didn't know what he was doing anymore. And sad story. But with Alonso, you watch someone turn him and roast him, and you just feel, as a Chelsea fan, as a spectator watching, you just feel so vulnerable. Um, and to have someone playing in that position that you don't feel like that. That would be lovely, man. And if that is a defensive, like more defensively minded um, left back, and that you know, and there's no slight on uh, Tagliafico because he's playing in he was playing in Ajax, one of the most exciting attacking 
teams ever, you know. So the, the ability is there. And yeah, it's not a bad thing. I think, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'd be keen to hear, hear what Nick thinks on this, but I think a lot of us would just, a new left back would be good. And um, I mean, Nick, hearing from what you've been saying about Chilwell, I guess this would be your preference. I, I mean, I think so. Uh, only because, you know, again, if, if you're going to play a, uh, a a goalie for defenders and then everyone else is going to be an attacking midfielder, um, yeah. at, at some point you're going to get countered, right? Um, yeah. and, and I think that's the, you know, much like you, when I, when I was thinking about maybe inflection points during the season where it's like, ah, fuck, you know, like, of course we were going to get countered there. Of course there's an overload on that side because either you had a young Tamori and an Alonzo or you had an Emerson and a, and a Zuma or a Christian, you know, you just kind of think about the combinations that we've played on that side this year. And there hasn't really been one. I think the one that Lampard found the most success with at the end was in a, in a three back with Alonzo as a wing back. And you had, you had Tamori there with the recovery pace because he has serious speed. I mean, he's, you know, kind of sprinter speed. So, mm. Um, I think a Tagliafico is really interesting to me because he's a he's a little older, a little bit more experienced, he's played in the Champions League, and provides potentially Matson like there's a bridge to Matson at that point, right? A clear one. So he comes in for three or four years, and eventually there's a transition where a younger 19-year-old Matson is now a 23, 24-year-old Matson with a, a whole hell of a lot more experience. And you have Dave there as an emergency, you know, lever pull if needed um, for for left back. So I, I think there is some, at least for me, that makes a lot more sense and would provide a Tamori with a little bit more stability should he be the other center back on that side with someone who's maybe a little bit better defender. Well, and then also it gives us the option potentially to allow Tamori to unlock a little bit of his ball playing skills to kind of maybe press up a little bit further forward. You know, we've, we've seen him at times this season carry forward and Alonzo is actually like 15, 20 yards further ahead of him. So there is no back cover at all. Um, I, I think that's a really good point in that if we've just signed Ian Matson to a long-term extension, I mean, you, you're, you're doing that one of two things, right? Either you're viewing him as a uh, potential for first team at some point or kind of rotational substitute, or you're looking at him as being kind of a growth prospect and, and wanting to sell him in the future. And so if you bring in someone like Chilwell right after you've signed Ian Matson to a longer-term extension, talk about a demotivating factor yeah. for a player, that is... Yeah. That's not yeah. great. You know, um, you know what the perfect example that is? That's Tarek Lamptey to Reese James. Absolutely. Because Tarek yeah, Lamptey is excellent and he was very promising and very highly rated before he went to Brighton. Obviously, he had that amazing cameo against Arsenal when he came on. But as soon as he's like, of course, as P and Reese James, he's like, Reese James is something you do. It's all about Reese James. Um, yeah, it's just no chance. I just, you know, I shouldn't be here. So, yeah, like you say, it's the perfect example of that. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing that I would consider. And if, you know, if we kind of talked, you know, we've talked to Chelsea Youth before, uh, Phil on our episodes, and he's kind of, you know, sung the praises of Matson. You know, we, if we view him as a future starter, it doesn't make sense to me to spend highly to get Chilwell into the team when then, you know, if you, because everything's a finite resource, right? Players are finite resources, their contract terms are finite resources. The, the money that we have to spend in the market is a finite resource. And so if we're looking at it all in the larger context, if I save 30 million pounds, get Nicholas, Nicholas Tagliafico in, 
and can assert him for that two to three years when he's in prime kind of, you know, 26, 27 playing years. That then gives Matson hope that he can kind of be the eventual starter, allows us to move out of Emerson. I probably think that you would end up keeping Alonzo. Uh, that would be my preference if we're going to keep one of the two. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think it makes, you can make a case for it either way. I guess as we kind of round it out, where are you thinking you'd like to see a sign? So let's answer the question of who who are you signing, right? Like if you had a choice between Nicholas Taglifico, if you had a, cho- a choice between Chilwell, and then the kind of final question is like, what does our, our depth chart look like for left back next season? Like who are you keeping and who's going amongst Alonzo, Emerson, um, you know, Aspie won't leave. Maybe Matson goes on alone. Um, again, Yen's the guest, so I'm going to throw to Nick first and put him on the spot with the first call to action. Yeah, I've really enjoyed you being host, Dan. Um, I think, I, I think the I, here, here's the weird place I would go with this uh, because I do not believe Chelsea are done playing a three back in in the near future. I think, I think Lampard would prefer to play four at the back and, and, you know, figure out a four, two, three, one or four, three, three or, or a four, zero, six or whatever the, the thing is going to be. Um, but I would, I would try and sell Emerson. I would send Matson on, on a really good loan championship or, or somewhere where he's going to play a lot next year because Chelsea don't know, you know, like Ian said earlier, Chelsea don't know if he can do it at that or that, they're there about level. So we, I think they need to understand if he can before they slot him in as a deputy. And I keep Alonzo for one more year because I don't think anything is going to, I don't think you're going to get rid of both of them in this window. I, I don't think that's realistic at all, but I think Emerson's probably the more flexible of the options to sell. Um, and then you figure out, you know, if you do play a three back, if Alonzo can spell, Tagliafico next year, and then you have Dave as an emergency option. So that's what I would do. Well, yeah. So I I think um, Dave is a right back now moving forwards. I think he is the deputy in many ways to Reese James. I think he swaps. I think if we play a free back system, he might even play right centre back behind Reese James and marshal him. Uh, so I think that's the options on the right. And I think there's two very good options on the right. I think for left back, I agree with Nick. I think Emerson's got good value to sell uh, he is a good player when he wants to be and if you look at his Europa League winning campaign his Sari campaign uh, certainly the latter stages he played some great football when he was combining with Loftus-Cheek and Hazard on the left he knows how to combine with quality so I think there'll be value in that I can see him going you know Juventus or Inter or whatever uh, again to agree with the captain of our ship here the, um, uh, <laughs> Alonso has value as a wing back and not only that I think Lampard likes his scoring ability. I think um, not only do I think he could play left wing back, I think if he keeps Alonso in the squad, I think you might even see him in like a 4-4-2 left mid. I genuinely see it, think that might happen at one point. Um, it's a bit of a, bit of a wild call, mm. but I see, it, I see it happening. He has played in the front three, I think very, very briefly at the end of a game. I think he's been pushed forwards at one point. But I see him like occupying that space that he likes to occupy with someone behind him for a bit, just in his autumn years at Chelsea or autumn year. I think Matson stays personally. I think he, I think Lampard would see value in keeping him in the first team and training him in his football um, and 
just playing him in like maybe youth youth games, uh, but training him with the squad and saying like this is what I want you to do. And if you if I need to drop you in, mate, you drop in. I do think they've got that much faith in him. And when it comes to first choice left back, um, I understand the ethos, the philosophy that Dan you said with uh, you know disheartening Matson and all that and Taglifika coming in. But to echo my previous sentiments of risk of foreign players coming in and this, that and the other and Frank Lampard's what he wants in terms of a shape of player and dynamic. And he said before so many times how important fullbacks are. Look at Liverpool. Liverpool's midfielders are just presses. They don't do anything else. Everything that happens in Liverpool as a Champions League winning team is on the flanks. Fullbacks, wingers, fullbacks, wingers. If they're so important in modern football. If you want to be the best, the very best, you need to know exactly what you want out of your fullbacks. I think Frank Lampard sees exactly what he wants in the shape of Ben Chilwell. I think he wants to get him. I think Ian Matson's just going to have to back himself. They're both young. If Chilwell drops off, he knows what to do now. I know what Frank Lampard wants in this left back. I can muscle him out. He'll have to believe in himself. And maybe he can. But um, I think Chili B, mate. <laughs> Mike drop. Man, all right. you were just setting yourself up for that all episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll round it out here. I I agree, Jan, with the idea of having Matson stay. I think it makes a lot of sense for him, especially if you know the new first choice left back gets injured. I would almost imagine that if Matson's at a good point, he might jump over an Alonzo staying in my world versus um, potentially Alonzo moving up into a starting position if Matson mm. can accelerate his growth. Exactly. Yeah. Lampard is is very clearly shown he doesn't care what your age is. If you're the one impressing and training, if you're the one, you know, just absolutely, you know, being unplayable, he's going to put you into that starting 11. So I think if Matson is bet on himself with this contract, he should continue to bet on himself, forcing to stay and forcing to be in the team next season. I agree that Emerson would be the one that I would most like to see kind of transition out. And I think that he kind of just actually serves as a blocker to someone like Matson. And, and then I, I totally hear you with the idea that, you know, I mean, he's really a top three left back in the Premier League uh, with the Chili train. But I would say, again, going back to my finite resources, if you could get someone like Kai Havertz in and you could bridge for a couple years with Taglatelli, you got to do it. You got to you got to roll with Taglatelli and let him drive for a couple seasons and go just a, a touch cheaper, not pay the English tax and bring in someone with that pedigree kind of playing at, you know, against Europe's elite. Isn't sorry, so isn't like bringing in Chilwell over Matson like bringing in Kai Havertz over Mason Mount, you know, isn't it the same thing? Ooh. I don't I don't, I don't think so. I mean that when I when I asked you your like the the question earlier about whether or not he's like a world class option, like yeah. I think we all yeah yeah no at least I we, the point. we we all believe that Kaya Havertz will eventually be you know up there right whether he is right now at twenty years old you you know you can argue mm. I don't I don't know what the ceiling is for Chilwell I I don't get the sense that it's the same kind of level so if you're gonna bring in one of those guys. I know where I'd, I'd spend my money. Can I just say absolute scenes in seven months time when you get me on again as a guest and 
Ben Chilwell's one man in the match against Manchester City. And you'll all be, I'll, I'm going to make a little song about Chile. I mean, I don't give, give a shit about Chile, B. I'm just on the memes right now. But I'll have a, I'll have a, you guys sing a song together. You, Brandon and Dan, in harmony. Hey, so look, if he we comes will. in, he gets back to 100%. Uh, I, I think it's, to me, it's more of a, again, if we only have limited resources, if we're trying to figure out where we can solidify this squad for the next... Yeah. five to ten years again if we have the money to do both do both get get Chilwell. if you know ashley cole and frank lampard want the guy mm. go and back him one of the biggest concerns that people have had over the past five ten years is not believing that the club has backed the manager very clearly we've shown so far that lampard is getting backed with some really significant signings here and if they want to back him with Chilwell, and they can also do havertz that's great to me if it's a choice between one or two i'm going Havertz and continuing to load up on our attack. I'm just a little bit worried that your sound logic is going to sway the listener's opinion off the train. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Come on, ride the train. Choo-choo. Come on and ride. And yeah, we will sing that song as soon as we have photo evidence of your Croatian flag. You know Uh, what? Marco's Marco's put me in as an acknowledgement in his book for that. (laughs) Look. I did the blue beard. I paid my debt. Yeah. On the, oh, on the well, betting train. Okay. I'll send you, I'll just send you a WhatsApp just to you, Nick, about 12. I, uh, I, per, I personally don't need it. I, I want the world to see All it. Right. I so we, are rounding, it. <laughs> we are rounding it out um, with this episode. Let uh, us know what you're thinking. Are you thinking Chilwell? Are you thinking Tagliafico? Are you thinking that we should try a late run at a Tellas to try to disrupt whatever PSG is doing? Let us know what you're thinking about left back, a top area of concern for Chelsea this coming season. We've got to thank you, Ian, for coming back on, bringing, bringing the love, bringing some wonderful Chelsea conversation, uh, yeah, as always. You've got some other stuff going on, too, like you're doing some new stuff with Jan's Yard. You probably should talk about that and get people yeah, going to it. I, I mean, yeah, obviously, just come check me out on Football Therapy on YouTube, uh, Chelsea-related stuff. But I do have a second channel called Jan's Yard, if you're interested on not necessarily just Chelsea stuff, more more just unfiltered yan, which I'm sure you've had enough of. Check out the NCR. But cheers. Yeah, pleasure. For, pleasure. Thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, unfiltered yan, by the way. The best yan. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yan, you have like a thousand different Twitter abbeys too. So Chelsea Yannick, football, th- like, Tell everyone where to find you. We want to make sure that people are, okay. are going to support. It's okay. All right. So uh, I tell you what, Chelsea Yannick, I've got an army of adoring followers. So I don't need any more than that. Um, <laughs> just uh, in Instagram and Twitter at Football Yannick. Wonderful. Well, Nick, again, as always, it was pretty good. I'm here. <laughs> It's filling a seat, uh, the DDB. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap us up. We are done for this episode. We're bringing a little bit of Lester callback there at the end. Anyway, no Brandon, but we will be back with more episodes next time. Until then, Chelsea fans, keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>